securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall. He is the Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. And full disclosure, Jeff, you are my tax guy. Yes, sir. Happy Saturday. And I just want to let everybody know it's okay. We can stop looking and waiting. I've got my tax return. <laughs> my wife texted me during the week. And she said, it hit. That's it right. It hit. Woo-hoo. And it was a good chunk of money because we have done some things with you mm-hmm. to where we've adjusted some of our withholdings. We've adjusted uh, some things. We've started uh, an FSA yes. for our son's schooling. And we got some money back. Mm-hmm. And frankly – a couple of weeks after we went in and had our final meeting with you and submitted our taxes, you, what you sent me a text and you said, "Hey, I found something else. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be another extra thousand dollars coming that's right. your way." So that's kind of how it works. If you don't do anything, you're leaving money on the table. And yes. By on the table, that means what? In the IRS's hands, going, or the state's hands. Yeah, <laughs> going to the IRS. Going. And, they, and they may fix that pothole and they may not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I don't mind paying taxes if it goes to fixing potholes and exactly. making sure our bridges don't collapse. Hey, well, that too. <laughs> uh, but the $800 hammers and the mm-hmm. $1,000 toilet seats are a little out of hand. It's a bit too much for me. And yep. I, I just read a story <laughs> a couple weeks ago uh, that uh, that military jet that has had all those problems for all those years, uh, I think they said $80 million of spare parts yeah. have just gone missing. Yeah, just poof. But, well, uh, well uh, uh, you know, I don't know. That's our taxpayer <laughs> dollars at work. At work, it's the greatest. So, I, again, we don't mind paying taxes. We just don't want to pay a penny more than what we should have to. And that's what exactly. this show is about. That's what Jeff does. Keep what's yours. The book... Keep What's Yours, How to Leverage the New Tax Law to Create Unfair Advantage Over Your Competition, the competition being the federal government. Exactly. Uh, or the states. Or the states. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget them. Uh, except for Florida, they don't charge taxes. That's right. right? Or Texas. Or Texas. <laughs> but here in the book, there's a bunch of little things that uh, have to do with us as individuals, have to do with married couples filing jointly, have yes. to do with small businesses. So uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. Some of it pertains to us. Some of it pertains to people who are running their own companies. Exactly. But you just earmark the pages that, that pertain to you. Bring the book into Jeff and mm-hmm. say, hey, I want to talk about pages 6, 12, 32, and 49. Exactly. Hut, hut, hike. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can get started. And, and that's one of the things as well when it comes to taxes. We don't know how these things work. Absolutely. But we also don't know how to implement them. Yes. And the, and the funny part is this is the – I don't know how many times um, client just within the last couple of days was saying, 
None of this was ever taught to me in high school or in college, unless you're a finance major. Um, you may go down that path a little bit, but um, most people don't get exposed to it until it's thrown in your face and it's technically too late then. Yeah. Um, I mean, not technically too late, but it's just too late. The, the learning curve's a little heavy to go, you know, catch up. So, And I told you for years, my sister, she was a math major. She's got advanced degrees in mathematics. Yeah. She would do my taxes for me, but then... I got married, and then my <laughs> wife filing jointly has school loans, and then we had a kid, and then we yep. bought a rental property, and she's like, hey, this is too much too yeah. much for me. First of all, you never paid me. <laughs> she was doing it out of the kindness of her heart. And bought her a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. You need to find a professional, and that's what we did. We found Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Or on the phone, 636-394-5524. If you need help with your taxes, that's what Jeff does. Exactly. It's what he's here for. And you specialize in small businesses. Yes, sir. And that's what we want to talk about today, first and foremost. Small business owners and the business meals. Yes. So there's some changes from 2022 coming into 23. Um, so if you're a small business owner, in the past you were accustomed to getting a full write-off, you know, when you took somebody to lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever. Um, 2023, though, it drops to 50% deductible. So those lunches that you were going to that you thought you were going to write off, they changed the rules in 23, goes to 50% deductible. Um, and so, again, the, the scenario is it still has to be provided by a restaurant. Um you know, a uh, taxpayer has to be present, which means basically your client has to be with you. And it cannot be lavish or extravagant. So you can't go, you know, get a steak dinner for lunch um, and spend 500 bucks and buy two bottles of wine. Um, that won't fly. Um, again, keep the receipt. Uh, document, document, document. Who you went with, keep the receipt. And this is a receipt that goes with your tax return, but it also goes with the file for eternity. You never throw this thing away. Um, So scan it, do a digital copy, um, whatever it takes to keep it, just in case three, four, five years down the road you get called out on it. Well, yeah, that was my question. Who's going to call you out? Who's actually putting eyeballs on my receipts? You know, I go to lunch every week with client meetings and this and that, and yeah, hey, it was somebody's birthday, so for yeah. lunch, I bought him a big steak and a couple bottles of wine. Exactly. So the IRS will. Um, and, and again, COVID coming forward, and I'm not going to say cheat on your taxes by no means. IRS has been lax. And I say lax, they just don't have the people to go out and do field audits. They're, but, they're getting a bunch of but money. But they're coming. <laughs> yeah. um, so literally everybody's like, oh, don't worry about that. And I'm like, yeah, you might want to worry about that. Because if the IRS shows up and looks at 2022 tax return, they can go three years backwards if they'd like. So if they see anything that's funny, you know, funny business going on, typically they'll pull three years worth just to start um, and dig deep. And what they'll ask for is you said you had $1,000 in meals. Um, prove it. Right. And you better prove $1,000 worth of receipts to back that number up. Credit card statements? Exactly. Does that work? It'll, it'll work, but a receipt is even better. Itemized? Um, the itemized shows how many – and here's the funny part. I see people all the time that throw these receipts at me, and I look at it and I go, huh, that was a Wednesday night at 630 and a party of two, and it says it on your receipt. 
Um, again, they don't know who that party of two is, but a lot of people, that's husband and wife going to dinner and they're throwing it the in there trying to write it off. So, again, don't don't you don't want to cheat the system, um, but you want to be careful. And literally what we say is take your receipt with the tip on it and then flip it over and write who you went to dinner, lunch, had a cup of coffee with. Take that receipt, scan it, put it in your file, but you also have a digital copy of that receipt. So just kind of words of wisdom because we're going to see that where the IRS shows back up in force probably in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. And that's what they look for. And I know that, uh, you know, you helped us out with uh, a rental property and we've mm-hmm. established an LLC and you have told us what to to save receipts for yes. and what not to. And I got to tell you, Jeff, sometimes it feels like uh, we're nickel and diamond here. Um, that's all part of it. I mean, it, it it sounds crazy, but there's no magic, you know, wave your wand and save $1,000. It doesn't happen that way. It's more so, hey, you're going to save $50 here. You're going to save 150 here, maybe 700 there. But all that nickel-dime stuff adds up over a full year. And that's how you do true tax planning, tax strategy, um, is using every law to your advantage as you go forward. And even if it's just coffee and a scone? Yeah. Just right on the back of the receipt. Who, who was, was there with, with you? And, and then the receipt says the date, the time, um, what you ordered technically, how many people were in the party. You'll have your tip written in there, and you have all the documentation that you need. Yep. And then the idea is to scan that in as soon as you can yes. into the computer. Um, the restaurant receipts, they don't fade as, as quickly Not as Not as quickly as a gas receipt, yeah. but gas receipt, I think, be gone by the afternoon if you leave it in the sun in your car. I mean, it just goes poof. Yeah, we all know how that paper works. Yeah, it's so, terrible. <laughs> Jeff has always said that people go into their shoebox, which yes. please <laughs> don't keep stuff in your shoebox. <laughs> but you go into your shoebox and, you know, you open the lid and you and oh, I have all gone. these gas receipts and yep. the, the ink is faded. It is gone. With yes. time. So, um, so it's, but yeah. the other side of it is the good news is holiday parties, um, our picnics they reference, are still on, 100% deductible. So if you have a Christmas party, a Hanukkah party, whatever the case may be, um, you get to write off 100% of that. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So that's the good part. So everybody have a holiday party this year. Um, yes. You have to take the deduction. <laughs> oh, well, I have Fourth uh, of July parties. Yeah, Fourth of July. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's it's a Wednesday party. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, how did how did this all used to work before COVID? Because I know that it was pretty much all deductible. Um, and, well, I shouldn't say that. 2018 is when there were big changes to it. Uh, those are all Trump tax changes that actually expire twenty twenty five. So the big picture without getting political is whoever wins the 24 election gets to set tax law, major tax laws going forward because technically Trump's tax laws all sunset or they revert back to 20 – I think it's 2018, somewhere in there, the late teens. They all revert back to the 2018 tax brackets as we sit, which yeah. are not good. Right. Um, so again, these things will all be addressed um, you know, whatever administration really is sitting there in late 24, early 25, um, they'll put them all on the play. Um, so, but the other thing is like a sporting event. Um, we see tons of people and they come in and they go, hey, I bought, you know, uh, baseball tickets and I took my client to the game and I paid for the tickets. Unfortunately, the tickets themselves are not deductible. 
So you cannot write them off. So if you bought season tickets to the soccer, season tickets to the Blues game, you can't write the tickets off. That's a personal expense. Um, so it's actually uh, entertainment is what it's referenced. But if you An take entertainment a, can't be written off. Cannot be written off. Okay. But let's say that you bought that season ticket and then you took your client and you went to the Blues game and you bought couple of beers, um, some hot dogs, some nachos, all that food can be written off as long as the receipt that you get are, are not one and the same. So it has only the food on it, food and alcohol on one receipt. Oh, and I, I used to work in a restaurant and people all the time would say, hey, can you put this on one receipt and this mm-hmm. on another receipt? Just because some some corporations will not allow alcohol, alcohol to be put on their, their credit cards. Yeah. So you have to buy it personally, um, you know, that kind of a game. But typically it would be if you went to the baseball game and you walked in, I mean, I don't see how they do it, but and you bought tickets and you bought maybe a prepackaged food scenario. Right. At yeah. the same time, they put yeah. it on one receipt. You can't deduct that has to be on two separate receipts. That's interesting. I wonder who in Congress said, yeah, let's give them a, a tax you know, <laughs> on the food. They can get their taxes back on the food, but not the sports game. Uh, probably because the tax breaks that the billionaires get to operate those teams um, is excessive as is. Right. So they're going to say, no, nope, you can't deduct that. <laughs> All those free stadiums that they've yes. been getting. Yes, that's a whole whole other whole event. But, so, uh, well, let me ask you this. When you're doing someone's taxes, I bring in <clears throat> all these receipts to you and you're going through them. Do you go through them one by one? Technically, yeah. I mean, just to make sure if, if we're not doing QuickBooks. Skimming um, through it, yeah. So somebody's going to give me basically an Excel spreadsheet. It has all of the expenses. Um, what I'm looking for in there is sporting events. Um, a big one was uh, seniors, you know, come in the senior tour, come into Norwood Hills. Um, somebody bought a gigantic tent. Um, the tent was not deductible. But, it was entertainment. Exactly. But all the meals, food, everything they gave away, they could write off. So, you know, that's kind of that, you know, issue if you want to call it that. But I see it on there where it's, you know, Battle Hawks season tickets, you know, Blues, uh, you know, a season ticket package. Can't deduct it. So, I mean, it's again, it might be, hey, I'm not going to deduct this. Here's why. Um, you know, and just kind of give you a heads up as we go forward with it. Do you have like a rule of thumb that uh, you say, well, if if the IRS took a look at this? Oh, uh, you always look at it when you're doing a tax return. You always look at it as the eyes of what if an auditor looked right. at this? That's what um, I was going to ask you. And, and you're looking for, you know, what would what would jump off the page at them and make them go, hey, what are you doing? You know. So that extravagant lunch with yeah. the three bottles of wine, things got a little out of hand. You, you may not see it in the big picture of the numbers, but if it was ever audited, and that's what you always have to say, what if an auditor was, you had to hand your tax, you know, your last year's tax return to him and go, look it over, um, as you were shaking, as you were handing it to him. Yeah. <laughs> what Don't would, look at page yeah. three. <laughs> what would they pick up in there that would jump off the page at them and make them dig deeper? And yeah. that's what you're trying to, I don't want to say avoid, it's not tax avoidance by no means. It's just a matter of keeping you out of jail. <laughs> and all the time you say um, that you're not going to risk your business no, license. And never. You're, you know, you, Jeff's got to eat too. I have people who are like, oh, you didn't see that. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Crypto. <laughs> Crypto is the one that drives me nuts. Um, 
people bring their stuff in and I'm like, hey, I need more detail about this this crypto stuff you have written down where you bought and you sold and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, no, I didn't do that. I go, I'm looking at it. You, I have to report it now. You showed it to me. Um, and they're like, oh, just don't do that. And I'm like, no, too because late. it's too late. If I get caught, that's tax evasion on my part to help you. And no offense, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to help you reduce your taxes or save taxes. But I'm not going to help you cheat. I'm not going to help you cheat no. on your taxes. Exactly. And we say all the time on this show, you don't have to cheat on your taxes mm-hmm. to keep more of exactly. your money. There's in tons your of tons of stuff out there that you could use to your advantage um, that will help reduce your taxes, um, and and that's all you're looking for. And you want? Oh well, you know. Um, the scone and the coffee yeah. <laughs> lunch uh, breakfast meeting that you had, if you would have claimed that every time you did it, exactly, it could have added up to 600 bucks. Exactly. And a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know I could do that, so I never saved my receipts, but I got my credit card bill. Yeah, you could use that, but a receipt's even better. Even better. Um, it's just you could take the credit card for that month, the credit card statement with the receipts, staple them, you know, scan them, staple them all together, put them in a file folder, and you still have that digital copy to the site. You know how many times my wife is looking at the credit card statement saying, what is this? <laughs> you know? It's like you can try to figure out. Exactly. Especially if they have it at, you know, at the coffee store yeah. or what you spent it on. But, you know, sometimes you look at something and you're like, I don't get what this is. And yeah. if you had the receipt. You could go, oh, hey, boom. look. And, and some people are very diligent and some people are just really busy and they don't have time for it. I get that. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to scan this and digitize it. And again, as a small business owner, these are documents that you will never get rid of. Never. Um, you keep it for eternity, literally, because it's a business expense. Um, they could come back. Who knows? I've heard, I've seen and heard crazy stories. Uh, six, seven years down the road, they ask for something, and you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're getting... We're getting stuff from 2019 that they're just now getting around to poking away at. So you get this weird letter saying, hey, you had this, prove it. And you're like, that's 2019. We're sitting in 2023, but legally they can do it. So, And we all know how expensive coffee is getting these days. Oh, yeah, it is. So that's going to add up quick. Um, country club dues. Yeah, unfortunately, country club, you can never write that off um, now. If you took a client to go to dinner at your club, um, you could pluck off of your country club statement the actual cost of that dinner. Um, but again, if you take them to go play golf, um, that is client entertainment. You don't get the deduction for the actual cost of the round for your guest. Um, but if you you know, got a hot dog at the turn, had a couple beers, um, that's all deductible. Mm-hmm. So you pluck that off the statement, you know, line item in on a on a uh, Excel spreadsheet or somehow get it to us so we could take that deduction. Um, the funny part is transportation to and from the restaurant for business purposes is deductible 100%. So if you took an Uber because you're going to have a couple beers, you could write the Uber off. Um, if you took your car, you could take the mileage. Or if you're writing your car off, you get to take that. <laughs> yeah. So – that kind of stuff is the, the the finite detail when you start breaking this down to make sure that it's documented somewhere in there. And again, not go, oh, I think it's 100 miles, you know, round trip. It's the question is, how many miles is it? <laughs> yeah. So um, 
And then uh, water, coffee, snacks. Yeah. So at used the to office. it used to be that if you supplied the way to explain this, if you supplied for the benefit of your employees, you got to deduct one hundred percent of it. But if you're buying water, coffee, snacks at your office, um, it's fifty percent deductible. But it will be non-deductible after twenty twenty-five unless somebody changes the law. So we buy coffee, soda. Um, weekly, probably, you know, donuts, Danish, something to munch on at the office. We get 50% of that. So um, meals during business travel. So if you get sent to Omaha, um, you could either do per diem, which is each city, there's a log for the IRS. Each city has its own little zip code, and it'll say, hey, if you're in Omaha, you get $32 a day to eat on. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner. So you could take the per diem amount. Or you could take what your actual expenses are. But the problem is, is the expenses now are 50%. So per diem may be better. Mm-hmm. Depends. Um, the only thing that uh, is basically the, the trick is you get to, as a company, you get to take a 100% deduction if you include the meals for your employees as taxable compensation. So Meta, Google have, I mean, anybody that's on campus um, gets to go to basically, you know, get anything that they want to eat right there, probably cooked for them, but they're actually paying tax on that on an annual basis. So the food that's being given to them is a taxable event to them. So the food is free, but I have to pay... Yeah, pay tax on it. 7% tax on it? No different than uh, an executive that gets the use of the corporate jet, um, pays tax on whatever that hypothetical, you know, flew two hours, it's worth three grand, he pays tax on that on an annual basis. So how does that show up to me as an employee? In your W-2. Just slurred. It's a line item on your, you know, how you always say, look at your paycheck stub. At the very bottom, you'll see a line item and it'll be, you know, consumption income or something goofy like that that's plugged in there. So there is no such thing. As a free lunch. No. <laughs> None whatsoever. None was, so the lunch was free, but the taxes on Yeah, but you got to pay tax on it. So Well, um, that, you know what? I'll take that. I'll mm-hmm. take that trade-off. Oh, it's, yeah. For the convenience of having food right there, and it's probably cooked fresh for you, you know, on some of those, especially like Google, Meta's, you know, their campuses that they've built, um, huge. You probably get anything that you ever wanted, and it's cooked right there. So, yeah. Uh, are there apps out there to track some of these things yes. and keep track uh, of it, them? Within QuickBooks, it'll allow you to – one version of QuickBooks has a app that you take a picture of your receipt right then and there. Um, and you write you know, who you went to lunch with. You flip it over, take a picture of that. It will actually record it in QuickBooks for you um, transaction-wise. Um, and then from like mileage, um, we use – it's called MileIQ. Um, it's an app on your phone. It's Big Brother watching, um, but they know where you went, everywhere you went, when you went there. And it's got a little AI built into it. So what takes place is um, if you drive around for the day with Mile IQ, at the end of the day, it will prompt you to say, hey, you got to go and classify your, your drives in a sense. So I think you left swipe it for personal use, right swipe it for business use. And at the end of the month, it creates an Excel spreadsheet and tells you exactly where you went. How many miles were business? How many were personal? All that fun stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I think that would really help. Uh, yeah, and so for Mile IQ, anybody that wants it, uh, reach out to us. 
And the reason I say that is we have a code that you could use that saves you 20% on mile IQ. Um, they were they got this a couple of years ago because we use it a ton. So um, anybody that needs it, email me. Um, call the office. We'll send you the – it's a one-pager. We can email back over to you. Use the use it and save 20%. It's like maybe 50 or $60 a year for the usage. So. Yeah. But it helps you keep track. Yeah, and you don't have to manually write it and go, oh, man, I forgot to do that yesterday. It automatically does it for you. Yep. So – if you want to get in touch with Jeff for that app, 636-394-5524, or go to the website, capitaladvisorygrp.com, get an appointment set with Jeff. Go and see him. You know, you still have your taxes out from – ours are still on our desk. Sitting we, haven't, there. <laughs> we haven't filed them away yet. Still have your taxes out. Get them. Take them into Jeff and say, hey, this was me last year. Exactly. Uh, we did our tax returns with someone else, but I want you to look at it and say, could we be keeping more exactly. in there, our pockets? Is there anything out there, um, even if it's a few dollars to thousands of dollars, that's what we're, lo- that's what we're looking for. And it's not a, a wave of the magic wand, no. as Jeff says. <laughs> There's not just one thing that you can do to save $1,000. It's a bunch of little stuff. Yes. So we'll talk about more in the next segment, it is Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. Give him a call, 636-394-5524, or visit him online at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Keep What's Yours, another segment coming up right after this. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back in the show, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, and before we get into some other topics, let's hit the news real quick. Uh, I saw a story that billions. Yes, how about not four hundred and three billion dollars? So they can oh. they can put a finger on it and say, "Hey, it's four hundred and three billion um, of the COVID funding was either stolen or mismanaged going forward." And how much of COVID funding did they push out there? Um, in the billions, I mean, in the hundreds of billions of dollars. I really haven't said what the grand total is, total. Um, I don't think they have that number, honestly. Between the different pro- – all the loan programs, the stimulus checks, if you add that up, it's probably in the trillions, to be honest with you. And um, it's one of these things where we're in a pandemic. It is an emergency. They flood we get that. Yeah, I get the money that out there and then, you know, people, as always, find a way to – Yes. To rig the system. So in the PPP loans, which were back in the, the height of COVID, um, it said basically if you're a small business owner, you sh- you produce what your previous year's uh, gross revenue was, um, and they would give you a percent of that. There were people that made up fake tax returns, sent it through with the uh, assumption that nobody would ever find them and they were off buying Ferraris and Rolexes and, you know, houses on the beach in Miami. And it only took maybe about a year to figure out that that company never even existed and it was a complete scam, but they got, you know, $5 million given to them. Mm. And somebody wrote them a check. <laughs> like the federal government gave them $5 million. Um, so you go, wow. And this is what they know of is $403 billion. So the question is, how deep are they going to go to retrieve that money, or do they just go, oh, we're done? You know, it's four hundred three billion. Have a nice day. Holy cow! So I think unless it's blatant, you never hear a word about it. Um, I know there's a whole division of the IRS 
whole division of the Treasury out there, you know, reviewing this stuff. But still, um, how much of it do they really catch? Don't know. Scammers. Big time. Big time scammers. And that's just, you know, you hate to say it, but even with, you know, you do a lot of small business taxes. uh, There's loss prevention. Yes. There's a a lot of – isn't that baked into a lot of people's – yeah. Bottom line. I mean, that's what the, you know. That, that's what the IRS is really looking at. That's what we're trying to look at. Not that we're going to critique your numbers, but we are, to a degree. I mean, you could take three out of five years as a loss with a small business. IRS will go with it within reason. Um, but once you get past that, they'll technically say, "Hey, it's a hobby. Have a nice day. Um, you don't get to take any deductions, and all of the income that you report is taxable income to you. Thank you very much." Mm-hmm. So you have to have a profit motive when you kind of get the wheels in motion on this stuff. You just can't say there's stuff on Facebook. Um, I mean, some of these accounting, you know, firm influencers where they they pull the stuff off Instagram and it's some guy saying, hey, this is how you write off all your stuff. You just create a company um, and then you write everything off and nobody knows the difference. Well, he's not signing your tax return. Uh, so people do know the difference. <laughs> right. Um, so be leery of that kind of stuff that you see. Um, if it's too good to be true, it's not true. Um, and a lot of that, you know, the, the concept of if, if somebody is, you know, reputable, they're not going to go down that path. But literally there's a guy saying, hey, you just open this LLC and then you throw everything in there. You write off your cell phone, your, you know, your uh, Internet, your Everything, your car, the whole shooting match, but there's zero revenue coming back on the other side. Technically, if it's a startup, that's somewhat acceptable by the IRS. Um, if you have zero revenue coming through the door, um, that could be an issue, huge issue. They'll come along eventually and say, you're not a company. Exactly. And just say, you're here to scam the system, and they blow all the deductions out. And then, yeah. you, owe, then you owe the tax plus penalties and interest on that coming forward. Yeah. So – so there is no easy way no. <laughs> to do it. You have to do it the legal way. But yes. we we find the legal ways to exactly. quote unquote cheat on your taxes. Exactly. Um, I mean that's that's I mean everything that we do is within those guardrails. It yep. has to be. Um, and we've talked uh, about the employee retention tax credits yes. before. So there's now there's and, and I've started to see them. I, that catches my eye just I mean I'm in that, you know what I mean, kind of I understand what they're saying. So the IRS is now saying be be leery um, and be leery of these ERTC mills, um, late night commercials, call this 1-800 number, you know, we'll get you 12 grand because you do have to qualify for it. And, and this is one of those things, let's rewind a bit because I've been noticing it as well because we've talked about it on this show. Mm-hmm. If you kept employees on at your company through the pandemic – Yes. The government wants to give you – You get a credit of their – of the employment credits, the you know, Social Security, uh, f- uh, Medicare that was paid to the employees through that, that turn. So it was like March of 20 to September of 21. So anybody on payroll, you would take – and to get this credit, you take your 941s, which are your quarterly wage reports, um, and your 940s, which is the annual, and you submit that to the IRS – um, with a whole bunch of documentation, and they give you a credit back. Not a credit. It's a check. They actually send you a physical check. Yeah. And um, it's kind of a, a thank you for not not letting them go. Laying employees yeah. off during the pandemic and, exactly. and putting them on the unemployment rolls. Yeah. And, and the, the, 
I'll say the budget on this is right now it's unlimited. Nobody really knows what that number is. But at some point in time, probably in the next couple of months, they will say, boom, okay, doors are shut enough. But the trick to it was is you had to have like five employees on payroll. So if you didn't have five employees, technically you don't make the cut. But you also had to have a decrease in revenue. Uh, I believe it's a 20% decline in revenue. And there's a whole bunch of factors that need to be applied to this. And there's always an exception to the rule. Um, but these late-night mills, basically these ERTC mills, you call them and they go, hey, send me this date. And they're like, yeah, we just got you $40,000, but you have to pay us 18 to 20% of whatever we saved you. You have to cut them a check first. And then when you file your claim with the IRS, if it goes through, you get your money. Um, IRS can still petition it and say, nope, we're not going to do it because you don't make the cut or we want more documentation on it. Um, so but then by that point, you're already out of – You're out of that money and the 1-800 number is no longer in existence. Yeah. So, um, so you're starting to see this all over the place. So it has to be a reputable company that will be there when you need them. So like we have one where the 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 – there's a power of attorney that is signed by the person that's doing this reporting. Um, the IRS came back and said that they couldn't find the power of attorney for this individual doing it, even though it was blatantly right there in the middle of the file. Um, it's a game that the IRS plays. So you got to go find it, send it back in, resubmit. Um, so, yes, it is a little uh, time testing and nerve testing. But at the end of the day, they'll cut you a check for $100,000. It's well worth it. Yeah. As long as it's a reputable company. Well, I've heard them on the radio. I've seen them yeah. on the TV shows. They've even got the uh, the big talking heads yep. doing commercials. Doing commercials for them. Yeah. For them. So you've got to make sure that you're going through yes. a reputable source. And you guys do these too. Yes. Ours um, is a company out of Tampa. Um, we've ran dozens through them. Um, have no issues um, other than a little clerical hiccup here or there where, hey, we're missing this piece of paper and we're sure. going to find it and send it back in. Sure. So – not a big deal. But you know um, who you're dealing with. You're exactly. You're calling the 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. Fly by night. It's like, uh, you know, the 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 storm chasers. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the ERTC chasers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they're just looking for a quick buck. Um, whether they really provide the documentation that you need, that's a whole other issue. And again, remember, anybody out there that has taken this credit or is in the process of getting this credit, you have to come back and amend your tax return for 20 and 21 to reflect it. Um, so a lot of people forget about that after the fact. You get the um, money, you cash the check, and you go Yeah, and you're business. like, thank you very much, boom. <laughs> you do have to amend your returns. Not that you pay tax on it. You just have to reflect that as an adjustment to that return or returns, I should say, two years if you qualify both years. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about charitable write-offs. Because yes. it seemed like for a minute there, we were able to use them, 300, single, exactly. 600, yes. filing so, so prior COVID, 2018, I think, part of Trump's tax cut was just a cut. The only way that you got a charitable contribution, this is if you write a check to somebody um, or give them cash, um, was you had to do what's called a Schedule A, itemized deduction. So typically single, you're 12000 plus. Um, married fine jointly, you're every bit of 24000 So the bulk of America didn't make that cut. You just took the standard. You didn't, had it have, you didn't have to add anything up. You just got it right out of the box. Okay. 
So in COVID, what they realized is everybody was sitting at home. Nobody was really doing any charitable contributions at all. So they came along and they said the first year it was everybody gets $300 as a straight deduction. You do not have to itemize. So it's just 300 bucks straight out. Then that was in, I guess that was 2021, um, they came along and said, hey, if you're single, you get 300 If you're married, fine, joint, you get 600 and it's dollar for dollar on, off your tax return. And then for 22, they cut it off completely. <laughs> Nothing. Went back to you got to itemize to get it. So there's a bill out there, and they say it's bipartisan. Um, and what they're saying is they want to let non-itemizers deduct the charitable contribution, and it's an amount equal to one-third of the standard deduction. So it gets into some stupid math, but that'd be for 2023 and 2024. Uh, so what they're saying is if you're single, you could get as high as a $4,617 deduction, and if you're married filing jointly, 9233 bucks. So this is out there. It's kind of being pushed back and forth. Um, it isn't approved. But what they're saying is you probably have a better chance of maybe if this one doesn't go through, what they're going to do is bring back the 300-600 write-off for 23. So one of the two will be there, hopefully, at the end of this year. Um, hopefully, it's a higher amount which means people can start being charitable again and get a tax deduction for it and help reduce their taxes. Um, but as of this year, there's right now there is nothing out there. So the only way to get it is itemize, which is, you know, 12000 or 24000 Yeah, and most <coughs> couples married, filing jointly, don't you, hit that threshold. You won't make that cut, typically. $24,000 um, yeah. in itemized deductions. About probably, probably 90 It was a little bit higher than that, but about 90% won't make that cut. Yeah. Um, seriously. Did they do the math when they when they created the Trump tax cuts, for lack of a better word? Um, did they do the math and say, well, we're going to get rid of itemized deductions. And then when they start putting them back in slowly, I think it's people. Is the math getting. I don't think it's the math. Up? I think it's the charities saying, wait, we're getting defunded technically. So people aren't donating money. Because people aren't donating because they don't right. take it. Again, it. When you give to charity, it shouldn't be, hey, I'm getting a tax deduction for this on this side over here. Um, you should give to charity because you're charitable um, or you like a cause. And the side effect would be a tax deduction for it. But I think what they saw it through COVID where nobody was giving money. So a lot of these charities, their funding was drying up. So they brought it back and it helped a ton. Mm. So that's why I think that it's back on the agenda. Um, again, you know, it might be short-lived, 23, 24, you get this, you know, step up in a sense where it's non-itemized and you can write off a bunch. But we'll see how this – it depends on what they do by December. Um, hopefully it's not one of those bills that January 28th they go, hey, you could take a $9,000 deduction last year and nobody knew about it. You're in the next year. You can't do anything about it. looks good on paper, yeah. but it doesn't help you. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll yeah. follow that one because that's a big one because a lot of it's people – It's huge have that. Yeah. And I know a lot of people last year, myself included. Everybody had it on their tax return. It was written someplace saying, hey, I gave away 500 bucks. We thought we were going to be able to use it. And I'm like, eh, sorry. You 2022 wasn't yeah. a thing. Yeah. But maybe for 2023. Three that they bring year, it back. We'll hopefully. have it. And then uh, quickly before we go to commercial break, you were saying something. You can you can offset gambling losses. Yes. 
So if you go – so that's what they're talking now is another bill that's out there is they want to increase the threshold for what's called a W-2G. Um, so a W-2G, anybody that's ever gone to the casino and hit more than, you know, 1200 bucks, um, it's like, yeah, awesome, you know. But to get out of there, they're going to give you a W-2G for whatever you want. You have to pay state tax. In Missouri, you have to pay state tax. You could bypass – it's optional for federal. Um but what they're actually saying on there um, is they want a higher threshold. So you win 1200 bucks or more, you automatically get this W2G. It goes through like the window you were at if you were playing slots. It gives a whole detail with all these tracking numbers that you have to put on your tax return. So what they're saying is uh, – oh, and it's, it's $1,500 if it's Keno. So I don't know anybody that ever won at Keno, but right. wasn't that in uh, – Vegas vacation. Vegas vacation. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I won the monies. I won the monies. Um, but what they're saying is, and again, another bipartisan bill um, that's saying that they want to raise that to five thousand bucks or more before they kick off this W two G. So we'll see if this ever makes it through. Um, and then that five thousand would be adjusted annually for inflation going forward. So twenty twenty three, it's five grand. Twenty twenty four might be. F- 5200 and it just keeps going up at with inflation hmm. so um so we're seeing if this will pass that you know that helps a ton because if you go to casino win two grand um they're not going to give you a w2g technically it's not reported um you say thank you very much and walk away but it's five grand or more you'll have tax forced to state tax withhold or withheld i should say um and federal's optional so so, again, the big picture on your tax return is you go to the casino. Everybody always wins. Nobody loses ever at the casino right. until you see their tax return. And then you go, wow. <laughs> um, so if you went to the casino and you lost $20,000 but you won five, 5000 of your losses will actually offset 5000 of your gains. So only losses offset gains. That's it. So if you just have all gains, that's awesome. Good luck. Um, but if you go and you get all losses, you can't write them off because they only can go against each other. Yeah. So, so be a, honest about your gambling losses. <laughs> you might be able. To. Every everybody always wins when they go to the casino, yeah, and then you see right. their tax return. You're like, yeah, right. You won five hundred bucks and you lost ten grand. So, oh, oh. Um, so interesting how they are able to keep track of that sometimes. Uh, but you, the other trick too is to get your full. Uh, what do you want to call it, the run where they can give you this giant Excel spreadsheet that shows everything, when you were there, how much you lost, is your card. Oh, the card. The card has to go. Otherwise, they don't know who you are. Honestly. I see. Unless That's... you win, and then you're going to get a W2G for it. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of Jeff to talk about your gambling winnings or losses, mm-hmm. give him a call, 636-394-5524, capitaladvisorygrp.com. And if you are a small business and you keep hearing about all of these employee retention tax credits yes. and you need to go to someone reputable because you just don't trust – and I know this is going to sound ironic – you don't trust the people on the radio that you hear. <laughs> no, it's only TV. <laughs> don't trust the TV. Jeff has a reputable service. They've been running them through, yes. cranking them out, no problems. Um, so give him a call about that as well, 636-394-5524. Don't go with the storm chasers. No, 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 no. Won't don't end go well. with the ERTC chasers. Yeah. 
Go with somebody a bit reputable. CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. And for all your tax needs, give Jeff a call, 636-394-5524. We'll be back right after this to wrap it up. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. With just a couple minutes left, let's talk, Jeff, about summer day camps. Yes. Kiss the season. Tis the season. Send your kid Um, off. So if it is a true summer day camp um, and the kids do not spend the night there, um, but they go for the day, hang out, have fun, um, it actually falls under deductible dependent care credit. So perfect. If they spend the night, you you lose out. It's basically, you know, <laughs> you're sending your kids away. So, But um, summer day camps, if it's a week, keep the receipts for these places. Um, if they go to multiples, keep all the receipts. Well, that's interesting. Um, it, yeah. it counts as like daycare. Yeah, it counts as- it's dependent daycare basically is what it really is as long as they don't spend a night. They spend the night, then it doesn't doesn't count. I wonder what what it is when they go to sleepaway camp. Um, sleepaway camp more is like uh, uh, you know, like you're sending them away, so it's really not dependent care because someone else is really taking care of them all day and all night. Right. Oh, Whereas I get it. This is dependent no different. Dependent daycare would be I'm at work, I can't take exactly. care of my kids. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll you go get pick the, them up after. Yeah, camp. you pick them up at five thirty or four thirty in the afternoon. Bring them home. You do your thing as a normal family. Um, put them and then you take them back for the you know just for the gap of why they're out of uh, uh, school for the summer um, is perfect. So we can't send so, them away for two weeks. And no, have no. martinis. Exactly, have martinis and you travel the world and then go. Oh yeah, my kids are here. Yeah, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I wonder. Love to check in on the kids yeah, and see yeah. how they're doing at the archery. Yeah. So um, yeah. Okay, so well, that's interesting. Yeah, so remember to keep those uh, keep the receipts. Um, you know, it's it's deductible. It falls right in there. We just need. You need, again, so with this camp, you need the address, a phone number, you need a tax ID number, um, and the amount that you paid. And that's all you really need. And it gets plugged in on a line item. So Sounds good. Um, and then uh, the IRS can go after state taxes. Yes. So this is something that's out there, and you would common sense would say, hmm, yeah, I guess they could. But apparently what has taken place is if a trust – um, owes unpaid estate taxes. Um, so you really didn't follow trust. You just passed the money on. Everybody said, cool, thanks, bought their Maseratis and went on their merry way. The IRS, if they figure it out, will come back and claw it back from all of the beneficiaries. So not saying that, you know, if you inherit money, you know, be worried, but just make sure that the estate taxes, if any, are paid because um, they'll claw it back. So typically that's uh, IRA dollars that come through that are taxable to the beneficiaries. So, yeah. yeah, and that's that. That's a whole show, I think. That's a whole, yeah, whole show. We could do something in the future that just goes all over uh, inheritances, yep. estate plans, and estate taxes. Here in the next couple of shows, we will have Miss Jane Corley, who is an awesome uh, estate attorney. Um, we'll sit down and we'll walk through all that stuff, and she can explain to us in detail some of these technicalities. So Interesting. Yes. So it's something that you have to prepare for. You can't just go it alone, just like your taxes every year. If you're just trying to figure out how to pay it online, you know, using the brains God gave you. Yes. <laughs> I got to tell you, 
I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm not good at taxes. You're not the only one that says that. And we just don't know what's in the tax code. So yes. we need to find someone who is well-versed in it. Yep. That's Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. If you want to keep more of your money, that's the name of the book. That's the name of the show. That's the name of the lifestyle that Jeff leads. Keep more of what's yours. 636-394-5524. Get an appointment with Jeff scheduled. Go to the meeting and bring a couple of years tax returns. Yes. Uh, paycheck stubs, paycheck stubs. Um, any brokerage account statements that you have because that – I mean everything that you do in your financial life – will eventually hit a tax return. So at least be prepared. Know what, what you're up against. He can eyeball it really quickly and just say, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Maybe yeah. we could do this. Maybe we can do that. And if you're not doing anything, there's surely something there's Jeff something. can find. Yeah, there's everybody could do at least a little bit. At least something. 636-394-5524, Capital Advisory, grp.com. Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week. See you. Bye. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.